The story in California is a little bit different. Obviously, we've had a much colder winter. Yeah. And the two utilities in California have to buy natural gas. That's coming mainly from uh, West Texas, where the supplies have been constrained. Welcome to The Financial Commute, a weekly podcast that gives you the rundown on what's going on in the current market, how it affects you, and what you can do about it, all designed to fit into your commute. I'm your host, Chris Galeski, and each week I share the table with a knowledgeable guest, including Morton Wealth Advisors, fund managers, and investment analysts, to break down complex financial topics. Our goal is to provide you with the tools necessary to help you navigate this challenging environment, leading to a path of more confident investing. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us for a new episode on The Financial Commute. I'm Chris Galeski, your host, joined by Managing Director of Investments, Sasan Faye. Sasan, thank you for joining us. Thanks for inviting me. We're going to talk today about natural gas prices, inflation, and um, why Californians are potentially getting hit so hard with prices of natural gas, but also just sort of the theme of energy, mm-hmm. you know, across the globe sure. uh, in general. Yeah, maybe maybe I can start with a little bit of a macro backdrop. So obviously last year with the invasion of Russia of Ukraine, we had the spike in oil prices over $120 and gas prices also went up to over $9. And everybody was expecting a very uh, cold winter in Europe and the U.S. So what we've had is actually the opposite, uh, uh, not taking into account the storm we're having uh, both in California and the rest of the U.S. the past week or so. It's been a fairly mild winter in the U.S. and also, also in Europe. And Europe has been disconnecting somewhat from Russian gas. Mm-hmm. So... So gas prices started coming down because the big picture did not support the higher gas prices. Uh, There was not as much demand. The story in California is a little bit different. Uh, Obviously, we've had a much colder winter. And the two utilities in California, Southern California, Southern California Gas and San Diego Gas and Electric have to buy natural gas. That's coming mainly from uh, West Texas, where the supplies have been constrained. Yeah, I I felt like that that was sort of interesting. And I I think that's the part that's hard to grasp, because many, many of us homeowners, renters or even business owners that rely on natural gas to keep us warm or operate our businesses. We were caught a little bit by surprise about, you know, this this sticker shock. I think we were warned a prices might be a higher but in, in some cases, they were three, four, or even 500% higher for some people. And it, it's somewhat of, of a perfect storm from my understanding. You know, California gets 90% of its natural gas from outside of the state. And there's a number of things that happen. Exactly. Yeah, I think, as you mentioned, I think the, uh, the power that we get from Northeast, where Northeast was also Oregon and Washington were experiencing more of a drier, colder weather, so not as much uh, hydrothermal energy was transferred to uh, to California. Right. And also the supply that we get from West Texas that was also constrained a little bit. So that really led to much higher prices. Yeah. 
Well, but, but for a second, right, it was constrained because a bunch of those pipelines were actually shut down for maintenance. There was a fire on one of them. There was some maintenance. And so, like, as we talk about some of the reasons why California is experiencing, you know, higher natural gas prices, it's just sort of a perfect storm of events. We got we got less energy from Washington. There were pipelines, some constraints from coming from West Texas. California was really cold, so we needed more yeah. of a demand. And even one of the largest places that, that, that California or the Western United States gets access to natural gas, which is actually Aliso Canyon, mm-hmm. we are accessing less natural gas from that site because they discovered a major leak in 2015. And so we, we've become less reliant on that uh, over the last few years. So California doesn't have the stores that they used to. So exactly. This is, yeah, I think, I think those are... And again, I think that another reason why we also pay higher gas prices than the rest of the country as well. Again, a lot of supply demand yeah. dynamics that are unique uh, to California. Uh, but I think the big picture, if we're looking at the big picture, uh, natural gas prices are down to about $2.80 per million BTUs right now. And the, about last year, they were around 85 cents in the peak. Um, they went to over $9 okay. after the after the Ukraine invasion. Uh I think the market right now is expecting, uh, you look at the futures market, what the market is expecting the prices to be, it's going to kind of trend higher to around $4. That's what it's priced in right now. Our thesis at Morton Wealth is that we're expecting higher energy prices. The main reason for that, both oil and gas, is uh, we've had this pullback mainly a little bit more due to global growth slowing down. Mm-hmm. But there's also less investments in new rigs for both oil and gas. So capital expenditures have been very constrained. So companies are not spending as much. So that's going to lead to a limited supply going forward. And limited supply is going to just uh, lead to higher prices. So yeah. our thesis is that energy prices are going to be higher going forward, especially as China is reopening. I think that's going to be a huge consumer of energy and uh, we think that's we're just going to be in a higher energy price and higher inflationary regime going forward than what what we've had in the past uh, 10 years or so and i think that that's where it's challenging when we're thinking about you know ourselves or the economy higher inflation the fed's trying to do what they can by raising interest rates to combat inflation some of this is completely out of their control in terms of you know having a colder winter, lack of supply and a need for more and some closures due to maintenance or fires, like it has nothing to do with interest rates. No, absolutely. I think the Fed is basically trying to suppress demand by yeah. raising interest rates. They're trying to slow the economy down. They're trying to raise unemployment, even though that's not that's not uh, what everybody talks about. But that's one way of slowing things down. Yeah. But there, I think there are basically two big uh, factors uh, that are driving higher inflation going forward. And they've been in play for almost four or five years. One is the concept of deglobalization, bringing manufacturing in-house. So uh, we are spending a lot of money right now building uh, semiconductor plants in Ohio and Arizona. So that's obviously going to lead to higher prices for semiconductor chips Mm -hmm. going forward than if they were going to be made in Southeast Asia. So that's one factor. The other factor is this uh, transition that we're seeing from traditional energy sources to renewable energy sources. Renewable energy sources, uh, everybody sees uh, so many electric cars and hybrid cars now on the road. 
They are very, uh, the battery manufacturing process is very intensive in industrial metals. So there's going to be a lot more demand for industrial metals like uh, lithium, cobalt, nickel, zinc yeah. than they were before. So this is also going to lead to a higher uh, commodity prices and also higher inflation regime going forward. That's why we believe regardless of what the Fed does with interest rates, that uh, we are going to be in a higher inflation regime. Nobody knows what that's going to be, but yeah. higher inflation regime versus what we've had in the past uh, 10 to 15 years post uh, GFC. Yeah. And so besides investing, I mean, the best way for people to potentially protect themselves from, you know, these, this current situation that went with higher natural gas prices. So heating or running a business that requires natural gas is, is more expensive. We should, I guess, expect some higher prices for some of those restaurants that require natural gas to, to cook our food because they need to cover that cost. But if we um, if we're worried about natural gas prices at home, we may want to look into heaters that we can plug into the wall and, and use electricity as opposed to being reliant on natural gas to heat our whole, whole home. Yeah, I think yeah. those are those are some great suggestions. And hopefully we're going to have a little bit of a nicer weather in California going forward. <laughs> so maybe we won't use as much natural gas. You know, they did say that, you know, prices are starting to come down. Yeah. Um, and so hopefully we'll be able to see that reflected in our bill. And I know that there's a lot of small business owners that are petitioning California for some relief because, you know, you you have some restaurants that are typically used to spending a thousand or fifteen hundred dollars a month for natural gas to operate their business mm -hmm. and their bills skyrocketed north of six or seven thousand. Yeah. In some cases that can be unsustainable. Absolutely. Yeah. When it comes to investing and trying to, you know, combat against inflation and looking for growth, there's there's a number of different ways to do it. How do you recommend investors um, sort of hedge their portfolio or their investments um, in a way to invest against higher inflation in the future? So I think there's a few a few ways to kind of go about it in the credit space, in the fixed income credit space. We like to be uh, focusing more on private credit, which is more floating rate. So as interest rates have gone up, these private loans have also continuously stepped up in interest rates. So, so we've stayed up with interest rates rather than being invested in the public uh, uh, fixed income space, which is mostly uh, fixed interest rate. And the other uh, area that we at Morton Wealth, I think we are fairly positive on is the commodities and natural resource sectors, uh, sectors like, because we think that they're going to be prime beneficiaries of, of this trend of higher inflation and uh, deglobalization and decarbonization that I talked about. Uh, and the best way to really capture that th uh, theme is through natural resources. Yeah. Sasan, thank you so much. Um, and as we mentioned today, obviously natural gas prices really hurting um, consumers and people here in California in their pocketbook because it's expensive to heat our homes or even you know to, to operate our business. But hopefully there's some relief coming down or prices coming down as this perfect storm that sort of came together caused prices to jump so high. And Sasan, thank you for also giving Thanks. us some ideas on Thanks how we can Thanks for inviting invest. me. Always yeah. happy to be here. Thank you for joining us, and we hope this episode has provided you with a roadmap to feel more confident as an investor. To receive notifications for our weekly episodes, email financialcommute at mortonwealth.com. Until next week.